Ready? Our evening began in Peter Seychelles' comfortable study in his New York townhouse. Everybody, my name is Jim Shear, and welcome to the official but unofficial Beastie Boys podcast known as the Brew Ha Ha. On today's episode, I will be chatting with two Beastie Boys superfans Jenna, the brainchild behind Beastie Boys Shots, and Jim, the brainchild behind the Beastie Boys Facebook group, Sure Shot. And he also has an Instagram feed called A-Grade on Hornblower. So let me quickly talk about both of them. First of all, Jenna has a must-follow on Instagram, and she's also on Twitter. It's called Beastie Boys Shots. If you've never seen this, she basically mines the internet for Beastie Boys photo shoots, post them on her Instagram page while giving credit to the photographers who took them. And I think it's cool for many reasons, but you know, we know these iconic photo shoots, but Jenna will also post the alternate takes, the ones that didn't make the album cover or the magazine spread. And I am such a nerd that a lot of times when she posts these pictures, I know exactly where they're from. Ad-Rock in a New York Knicks shirt. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Tibetan Freedom Concert 1999. Ad-Rock in a Nuggets jersey. Oh yeah, that's Tibetan Freedom Concert 1996. So yes, I recognize a lot of these. And then a lot of times I see pictures that I've never seen before. And I have to say to myself, and it's something that I've said for years and years and years, damn, them Beastie Boys take good pictures, don't they? They just know how to mug for a camera. So you get all of that and more on Beastie Boys shots. Follow it now if you don't. There are two things, though, that concern me about this feed. Number one, I am fearing the day when a photographer shuts it all down. And I hope that they wouldn't because Jenna is giving credit to all of the photographers. And we we know that she's not taking the pictures. She's finding them on the internet. She's just collecting them in one place. So hopefully no photographer puts the kibosh on Jenna. And another thing that I'm worried about is that eventually... I mean, it's inevitable, right? She's going to run out of stuff. And throughout the week, she posts so much. And I say to myself, hold up, Jenna, pace yourself out. We got to keep this going. But I'm sure she can be creative. She can repost pictures, pair up different pictures with each other. We will cross that bridge when we need to. And then there is Jim, the mastermind behind the Beastie Boys Facebook group, Sure Shot. And I've been told by Jim, 
in an email that he has a very special event coming up this year. So you'll have to listen for that. But before I speak with Jenna and Jim, it's time for the scoop. Never believe it, y'all. It's a Is this a scoop or is this not a scoop? That is the question. Speaking of Instagram, there's a little story feature. Those videos only stay up for 24 hours. And guess who posted a story on Instagram? The one who likes to keep it clean, Mario C. So in the post, and oh, by the way, you can follow Mario C on Instagram. He is Mario Caldado Studio. So this audio snippet accompanies video of Mario C at a soundboard. Let me play it for you. All right. Is Mario C just having fun, reminiscing on the past, or like some Beastie Boys fans have suggested, is he mixing a new Beastie Boys live album? I don't know. Could be. Is it from one concert? Is it from a collection of concerts? Will there be more than one live album? Is he also working on stuff from the vault? I don't know. It would be it would be conjecture if I said anything else. However, if anybody was going to work on live Beastie Boy songs, or stuff from the vault, unreleased stuff. You better believe that I would want that in the hands of Mario Caldado Jr., who worked on four Beastie Boys studio albums. So that could either be a scoop, or it could be nothing. I don't know. I thought I had a scoop a couple years ago. I was at the Beyond the Streets art exhibit in Brooklyn, LL Cool J is interviewing Ad Rock and Mike D. And at the end of the interview, I yelled out, Hey, when are we going to get to Jerry Lewis? And Ad Rock looked at me and it didn't feel like he was joking around. And he said, Oh, that's coming soon. So that was a, a couple of years ago. Might have been more than a couple of years ago. Might have been like three years ago. We still don't have the Jerry Lewis. So we'll see. We'll see if this was a scoop or not. So let's take a break. And when we come back on the brouhaha, I will chat with Beastie Boys superfans, Jenna and Jim. Hey, kids, gather around for Biz's Beat of the Day. Let's all do it together with Biz. Hey, kids, this is Biz's Beat of the Day. Okay, here's Biz's today 
Yum, 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 yum. Now practice that at home, and I'll see you later. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye. The Brew. Ha, ha, ha. We are back on the Brew Ha Ha, and I am now joined by Jenna, the mastermind behind Beastie Boys Shots, and Jim, the mastermind behind the Sure Shot Beastie Boys Facebook group. Welcome to the Brew Ha Ha. Hey, Jim. Thank you for having us. We've yeah. made this happen. So I went out to Jenna first, and I said, hey, I would love if you could come on the podcast. And she said, yes, I'll do it, but I want Jim to come along with me. How did you two meet each other? Uh, I think it was like the fall of 2020, and we actually met in another Beastie Boys Facebook group and just kind of connected both personally and through our interest in the Beastie Boys, and then just decided to kind of form our own community in a more positive space and kind of do our own thing and get it up and running. So let's start with you, Jenna. (laughs) You host Beastie Boys Shots, which is Mm -hmm. on Instagram and on Twitter. I had never heard of you, and then I got a text from Laver1969, and he said, hey, you are on a post on Instagram. So I I checked out the feed, and I was like, oh, cool, there I am with the Beastie Boys. And then I looked at all your stuff, and I'm like, holy crap, where are you getting all this stuff from? So (laughs) take me behind the genesis of Beastie Boys shots, which I said on the last episode is a must follow in the world of social media. Okay, well, well, that's very kind of you for that endorsement. Thank you. Well, I guess I'll just give a little history as a Beastie Boys fan because my story is on the unique side. Because you're, you're a newer Beastie Boys fan, right? I am, and I hope I don't lose all my cred here and all my followers. No! No, go ahead. But I, like, obviously I knew who they were. I wasn't living under a rock. I was very into some other kinds of music. I just never had the Beastie Boys on my radar. Like, What, other, so what other kinds of music? A lot of different things, but just to kind of summarize it, like, especially in the late 90s, I feel like I definitely missed the on-ramp with Hello Nasty, but I was really into like, rip pop and indie oh, music. Okay. So, like, that gym knows, like, a lot of the bands I like. We have a lot of kind of shared interests in that as well. And like they were so off my radar that my husband, who was my friend in 2003, saw them headline Coachella and he completely forgot about it. I completely forgot that he told me about it because at the time we were both more interested that the Libertines were headliners. Wait, you were at Coachella that year? (laughs) No, I wasn't. He was. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. So when I kind of got into them in 2020, he's like, let me check my records. And sure enough, he saw them and sent me an email about it. And we had both just completely forgotten. All right, so you're not, anyway, you're not a huge so, Beastie Boys fan. For, no, for so. whatever reason, they <laughs> they never popped up on your radar in life. You knew who they were. Yeah, like my, but, my sister and brother-in-law really liked them and were going to see them, and I was just like, whatever. But my sister gave me the Beastie Boys book in 2018 when it came out. Okay. She's a fan. She worked for the publishing company that put it out. And I read a lot, but I was just like, eh, this looks kind of big. I'm not really into them. I'll just hold on to it for now. I mean, it is, it is big. It's a thick book. It is. And then thanks to COVID, which is an odd thing to say, but thanks to COVID shutting down the libraries in the spring of 2020, I was like, okay, I can't go get books. I'll just have to read what I have at home. And that was the third book that I read. It was like the last of the books she gave me. I decided to check out. (laughs) And once I read it, I was like, okay, there's a lot more to them than I ever thought. Like their friendship, their humor, like all the cultural history. Was there, a, to go listen to all. was there a point in the book 
where you got goosebumps and you said, whoa, like, I, I never knew the Beastie Boys were this. Or was it was it a combination of all of their stories? Like it's kind the of book. yeah, kind of like a cumulative effect. I don't know if I can pinpoint one moment. And then like it was around when Beastie Boy Story came out, so watch that, listen to all the music, and like it's not exaggerating to say it was really just a life changing book. Yes. So, like even though I'm new, I did a very deep dive, kind of watched everything I could watch, read everything I could read, listened to everything I could listen to, including all of the Bruhaha episodes. So yes. That was part of the deep yes. Dive. <laughs> Way to go, Jenna. <laughs> and then just kind of going onto online forums and trying to dig up photographs. Like, I feel like there's so much, in, as you know, the Beastie Boy vault that we may never see, but I feel like with photos, like maybe I have a little more control and could take a little bit more of a stab at it. So I just kind of looked around to see like whatever I could find that wasn't around or source what wasn't around. Cause a lot of people will just put things up without context, get better quality of things that were in lower resolution and then I had this blog with just a bunch of material saved. And at some point I was like, there's not many eyeballs here. Maybe I'll go on Instagram. There's a lot of people on Instagram. And that's when Beastie Boy Shots started, I think, last March. Wow. So Beastie Boy Shots is a, a fairly new thing. It is a fairly new thing. Were you into photography? Like, no, what, I... what made you start mining for Beastie Boy's images? I think it was a couple things. Well, they're... They're very good photo subjects. Yes, aren't they? Yeah. Huh? Yes. They take great pictures. They do. <laughs> and I think just all the regret that I felt and just kind of like grief over what happened with Adam and the band. And this is just a way to kind of feel more connected. Like we'll never get new photos of the three Beastie Boys together. So the only way to kind of keep that going is to see the old, new old photos. And where where are you digging for your photos? Well, it's... It's a little bit of a trade secret, so. Oh, well, okay. Not, <laughs> but really just kind of any kind of searching, putting them up with keywords on like different social media and different stock agency sites. And so you have, like maybe you have access to places that the regular person might not? Is that safe to assume? Mm. Not necessarily, but maybe like some software to help access oh. those things and things like that. So just not trying to get in any trouble but i'm always as you can see from the site like i do what i can't you know i don't have the rights to the pictures i'm obviously not but you give credit profit. you give credit I, we, we know that credit. you didn't take these pictures yes and that's part of why i started it too because there are other people who kind of found the blog where i was saving things and just ripped everything off without giving credit so i'm like <sighs> let me get them up first let me credit the photographer and another thing i've done is just i figured i had nothing to lose so i've probably messaged like 30 or so photographers and I have a very low hit rate, but a few of them have been very kind and shared their outtakes with me. Another few are like, I'm going to go dig around, see what I can find. So I always hope to get something. Have you gotten a hold of Glenn? No, he's too, like, he seems too big to kind of be one. Like, he's like making money, doing books. You know, friends. Yeah, like, like, I hope, I hope that Glenn would give your site his blessing. Well, he's tagged me in something, but I think it was like when he was selling the prints, like he tagged me in a stories, I think, just so I could maybe then share the story. Okay, because I think you're doing a good thing, but Glenn is also the type of guy that could crack down on something like this if he felt the intentions weren't right. Right. I mean, the ones that I'm reaching out to are tend to be people who may have not all, this isn't all the case. I don't mean to like belittle their work. It's, but it's sometimes people who've maybe shot them like one time 30 years ago and like, like not someone like Glenn or like Danny Clinch, I wouldn't send it. I think they know that there's like stuff out there and hopefully 
But with these other ones, I want to be like, you know, I know someone knows you took these pictures and there's people still interested in looking at them. I love looking at your feed because it shows how big of a nerd I am. Because a lot of the times I'm like, oh, yeah, like Beastie Boys, South by Southwest. I'm like, oh, yeah, Beastie Boys, Tibetan Freedom Concert. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Beastie Boys when I saw them at Terminal 5. So it's crazy that I can pick out just by what they're wearing, like where they're at. I understand. And (laughs) now I have that knowledge. (laughs) And I always hope that like, because I've gotten a lot more followers recently and I I, I never know, but it would be nice, you know, like it's not an overwhelming feed. It's not quite up to a thousand yet. If people like want to scroll back, they're certainly welcome to scroll back and see what's on there. If people listening have anything like in their vaults, whether they're old photos they have to scan, they can definitely send them my way. And yes, I'd be happy to post them and give them credit. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm always worried that you're going to run out of stuff because mm-hmm. throughout the course of a day, you post a lot. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 Jenna, you're going to like run out by the end of the month. <laughs> I know I've been but doing amazing- it, like, daily for Yeah, you. but amazingly, you haven't run out of stuff yet. Well, I'm worried the well's getting a little dry because it's getting harder and harder to kind of find a new batch of things. But I still have some things that I kind of found for a few months and didn't post yet. So if I get the motivation, I can kind of go back and get those pictures. All right. So for me, just because I love the feed and I don't want you to ever run out of stuff. Maybe. Maybe just pace yourself out. Like just give know, us, I just get excited. Just though. give us like one post a day. Not telling you how to run your your post or your your social mm-hmm. media feed, but I would be happy as a Beastie fan with just one a day. I think I've. I mean, there might be like ten pictures in the post. But or yeah, like if there's one. ten pictures, save five for Tuesday and the next five for Wednesday. Okay, I'll try to. Well, February I'll be busy. We might talk soon more about the Sure Shot Group. Don't want to dominate everything. We'll be doing daily. No, we're going to talk to Jim. Yeah. Jim's still here, yeah, so by the we, way. When we do word association in February, I'll kind of be focusing my energies on coming up with a post today in that group. So maybe that'll slow me down for February. All right, last question before we <laughs> turn our attention to Jim. So <laughs> you read the book. You're like, ah, like I, somehow I missed out on the Beastie Boys. Now I'm a fan. You said you started listening to albums. What mm-hmm. was the first album you started with? That's a good question. I might have to go to my journal. I don't know. I don't know if I just went in chronological order. I mean, I, I actually owned License to Ill and Paul's Boutique on CD. So so you had, like it, you had it in the collection. Yeah. I was just saying, like, I wasn't really familiar with, like, Deep Cuts or anything or their whole catalog. Because I was going to say, we also live in a streaming world, so you could pull up anything that they ever created. Oh, no, I know that. I'm just saying, like, back then, I did have a couple CDs. So, But I do, I mean, I have favorites now, but I'm not sure what I started with. And you also had the luxury of going in chronological order. So you could have mm-hmm. started with Pollywog Stew, Beastie Revolution, Cookie Puss, She's On It, Into License to Ill. Mm-hmm. But you didn't, you don't, you don't remember in what order you went. No, because it's just, it just was so much at once. And then I was also listening to, like, I got really deep into things. Those mixtapes that Ad-Rock and Mike did at the back of the book, there's playlists on Spotify. And I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to all of these, see what they like. And it was just a ton of music. This is exciting. This is like a great TV show that you never heard of. And then there's like nine or 10 seasons to binge. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite Beastie Boys album at this point? It's probably Hello Nasty with Ill Communication, A Close Second. Ooh. Now, are you saying Hello Nasty because in the book, Ad-Rock said that that's his favorite album? 
I'm definitely not saying that. Okay. Just, All right. Yeah. All right. What, what about check your head? Well, I don't know if the other gym motivated me a little to like have me be team L communication instead of check your head, but it's not the kind of thing where it's like, one's like a right answer and one's a wrong answer. They're both right answers. So like, I might just have an edge over it versus in conversations that I have, and I've been having them for years. It's, it's rare where people list ill communication as their favorite beastie boys album. But well, I think someone I, on here might. <laughs> oh, but but as I think about it, I could I could away. give you twenty different arguments why it is the best Beastie Boys album. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's let's turn our attention to Jim right now. Yes. Is <laughs> Ill Communication the best Beastie Boys album? Uh, it's my favorite Beastie Boys album. So I'm right, not going to yeah. say it's the best. <laughs> I you know check your heads. My favorite. Is it the best? Yeah. I don't know. There, there, you know, this as Jenna says, there's there's a minute difference between them the the run of albums between paul's boutique and hello nasty it, they're just masterpieces all of them i was listening to your episode about ill communication this week actually and you know you talk in a, a lot of detail about check your head and ill communication so like when you put them side by side you could argue ill communication is better yeah I, i've i've kind of <laughs> i suppose deliberately tried to wind people up by saying check your head was the practice run for ill communication <laughs> No, like, I know that's not true. I've just lost all my credibility as a fan now, haven't I? <laughs> well, let's let's talk about your fandom. I'm assuming yeah. it's a little bit different than Jenna's. Well, I got into them as a as a child in um, I guess 1987. May have been 86. I don't remember, but it was 80. It was definitely around the time of License to Ill. I was 11 years old, first year in secondary school, and we were kind of getting. There were a few of us getting into hip hop, listening to. At the time, it was Public Enemy, yeah. MDMC. And then I remember uh, there a, a cassette started doing the rounds of uh, License to Ill. Everyone had a different turn on this cassette. I don't know who, I don't remember who owned the actual cassette, but it was doing the rounds <laughs> in, in the playground. I don't really remember the order of it all, but I must have heard of Fight for Your Right at that point. It was my turn with the cassette. Um, obviously, <laughs> made a copy of it. I still have the cassette that was my copy of it. And yeah, I loved it. Yeah, cha- like like I said, cha- changed my life. Um, so you you became a fan. I did, but I've also got my own kind of, I suppose, confessions. Uh, License to Ill absolutely loved, huge part of my life at that time. But then oh, no. Paul's Boutique came out. You were one of the ones that so, hated Paul's Boutique. No, 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 I didn't. Oh, no, okay. I never oh. heard it. Completely passed me by, as did Check Your Head. Never heard it. Oh, until, my gosh. Yeah. So I had a, I had a hiatus. <laughs> With the Beastie Boys between, I guess, 1980, well, uh, whenever, 1989 to around about 1994. And then, must have heard Sabotage. Sabotage, yeah. You probably saw the video. Uh, saw the video. Uh, released today, in fact. Released on this day in uh, 1994. I found out earlier. <laughs> so Wait, the video? Um, uh, no, the single was released in the USA on the day we're recording this, of course. So we, um, we are recording this on January 28th? Sabotage came yeah, out that, January 28th, 1994? Yeah. I didn't know it came out that early. I thought it was like a, a late spring, summertime release. Yeah, well, I was thinking that earlier when I found this out because I saw them. I was lucky enough to see them live at Glastonbury in 1994. Uh, and, you know, that, that was a life-changing Oh, my god! Because I think at the time I must have thought... Oh, yeah, I used to love the Beastie Boys. I've heard this Get It Together, Sabotage, great single. I'll go and have a look at them. I'll see what they're like. Maybe expecting it to be a bit of a novelty. I don't know. They were absolutely brilliant. Blew me away. 
and and that, from that point on, you know, total catch up on on yes. check your heads. Paul Boutique. I mean, to this day, I've talked to Jenna about this a lot. That how on earth did I miss Paul's Boutique? And it's so frustrating. And check your head because thinking about where I was and what music I was listening to back then, 1989, I was hugely into Three Feet High and Rising. The Young MC's album came out then. I really loved that. <laughs> if I'd have heard Paul's Boutique back then, it would have blown my mind. Well, you know, I, I missed out on Paul's Boutique too because I fell in love with Check Your Head. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember the Beastie Boys from all those roller skating parties. So I revisited License to Ill. And I remember talking with my friends in high school. And I said, do they have any other albums? And they're like, yeah, they have one more. It's called Paul's Boutique, but don't listen to it because it sucks. And then I thought, well, if I'm a fan, I have to listen to it. So I got it immediately blown away. Yeah. Yeah, likewise, the first time I heard it. So it would have been after Ill Communication that I heard Paul's Boutique and Check Your Head for the first time. You saw the Beastie Boys... In 94 at Glastonbury? Yep. When was the next time you saw them live? The next time I saw them wasn't until 10 years later on the, um, uh, to the Five Boroughs tour, unfortunately. I mean, it's another, it's another source of regret that because of various things that were going on in my life at the time, I never saw the, the Hello Nasty gigs they did over here. They headlined a few festivals. They did, they did a tour. There's the, obviously the Glasgow gig that uh, was filmed yes. by MTV. Yeah, yes. I, I did, didn't see any of those shows, so I'm kind of, yeah, that's another regret. But next, saw them on the To The Five Boroughs tour. Saw them in both Manchester and London. I sort of, I'm going to make up for it now. <laughs> I have never seen the Beastie Boys abroad. Right. Did you, did you ever see them Neither in the States? I. I mean, I don't know if we could, yeah, like, I don't know if we yeah. could compare, but just how is a Beastie Boys show in England? I guess I never thought about the fact that I was seeing them outside their own country, but... One thing I know was always on my, um, I suppose, my wish list. I always wanted to see them in New York. Obviously, never did and never will, but that was something that... Um, well, talked don't with. say never will. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe. They, they could still Probably they could not. still play again, not with MCA. <laughs> no, no, no. But even 70% of the Beastie Boys would be, like, pretty yeah. freaking cool. Yeah. No, the reason I ask that question is because a lot of times the Beastie Boys will have inside jokes depending on where they're at. So I yeah. was just wondering how that type of humor and banter may be translated in England. Well, I think I think as Jenna said earlier, that one of the one of the things that's so great about them is their sense of humor. You know, I get that. I love listening to their interviews. But their humor uh, translated. Oh, yeah. To yeah. an English That's audience. I love them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so then, Jim, how did you go about starting this Facebook group, which is called Shore Shot? Yeah, well, as, as Jenna said, we, we kind of met somewhere else and we just felt that we wanted to create something a bit different. Uh, met a lot of good people, a lot of really good friends, all big fans. We just wanted to set up a nice kind of friendly, fun, interesting community for fans. So we set the group up. It's uh, it was last March. So I think it was just after Jenna set up the um, her, her Instagram feed. Yeah, it's just about getting fans together, basically sharing sharing content, discussing the group, just having fun together, really. But connecting, I think that's the thing that I'm most interested in. I've met some wonderful people in the last kind of eighteen months. Because unlike Jenna, I think Jenna's been involved in fan communities for a long time. It's not something I ever I ever really did. It never, ever occurred to me. I never went on the message boards. 
never went on. It just never occurred to me to do anything like that. And then over the last 18 months, yeah, it's been great to connect with. I, just met some really yeah, I like that this is well. a, a new community. Now, yeah. do you find that people from boards or people that are part of other Facebook groups have jumped onto this too? Onto our group? Yeah. Yeah, I think some people have, okay. definitely, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, um, like, people are protective of their groups. Like, why are they starting this group? I already, I had a group that I started 10 years ago. My group's better than that group. Uh, I think, on the whole, most, yeah, everybody's doing, lots of people are doing their own thing. And on the whole, most people, it, it, it's a bit of a kind of community and kind of collaborating more than anything else. But it's been positive. Um, yeah, it's been right. on the whole, yeah, there's, it's, not not always, we'll say, but yeah, on the whole, it's all right. Yeah, you you let me know if you have any trouble, and I'll, <laughs> I'll step in and squash it. I think one of the things there that's I find really interesting as well. I mean, we set up this Facebook group, and face you know Facebook is Facebook, and you know you're kind of in the hands of however the algorithms work and all that kind of. But Facebook's good for certain things. But then um, we you know we talked a lot about Jenna's Instagram account, which is superb. And there's a really nice the community. Best. On it. The best, absolutely, <laughs> 100%. And Jenna talks about how, you know, she's a newer fan and she said earlier on, I'm going to lose my credibility by saying that. All Beastie Boys fans owe Jenna a debt for the work that she puts in. Yes. Well, you call me a group that. expert in the group. So. <laughs> exactly, yeah, you, yeah, you put in the hours, Jenna. <laughs> you yeah, made okay. up for it. Yeah. Gotten some material. And I'll tease yeah. Jim because like some video will come up and like he won't have seen it before. And like, what have you been doing for the past 15 years? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen way more Beastie Boys content since kind of being friends with Jenna. Yeah, it's, it's great. No, but the, then, like, it's, yeah, the photo sessions you pull up, like some of them I had never seen in my life. Exactly. Yeah, that's good yeah. to know. It's nice to hear that there's still yeah. things surprising longer term it really is a positive community and we try to kind of stick to the values espoused by the beastie boys and it's been yeah. going well so far i think in that regard speaking of being positive you had a fundraiser on the short shot beastie boys facebook group yes you raised over fifteen hundred dollars and you even got a shout out from kathleen hannah and the king ad rock that blew our minds. That was that was a wonderful moment. Uh, we were so excited when that happened. And it I've was also it, it was fifteen hundred. It was fifteen hundred dollars, and then we also had I think yeah. almost twenty or so of the Tees for Togo T-shirt sales. That's the yeah. T-shirt line Kathleen's behind. It like you can buy get a great T-shirt. There's an ad rock one for any Beastie Boys fans, and the forty dollars will pay for a girl's education for the year in Togo, West Africa. To hear Ad Rock talk about Sure Shot Beastie Boys was was amazing. <laughs> you know, uh, he's very he's very elusive. I think aside from like yeah. the Dan Rather interview with Kathleen, that was his only video appearance exactly. last year. Was he's, our shout out. he's very very elusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I, I mean, never I never have my hopes up that I would get Mike or Adam on the brouhaha. Like I gave up that dream ten years ago, and if they ever do come on, that would be awesome. But I I don't expect it. Even when I was playing softball with Ad-Rock, I'm like, I'm not going to ask him because I don't know if he's like a podcast type of guy. But yeah, to get a shout out from the elusive Ad-Rock, way to go. Yeah, I mean, it, it was wonderful. to We we kind of hoped that maybe Kathleen might send a message and that in itself <laughs> would have been amazing. You know, we would have been happy with that. And then we, we, got, uh, we got a message through via the Peace Sisters to say, 
that Kathleen was going to do a, a video for us, which <laughs> we were absolutely uh, amazed at that. And then when the video came, the email said something like, oh, there's, there's a bit of a surprise for you. Um, and, and there we had it. It's a, and, and the thing is as well, it, it's a really funny video. You have to watch it. It's, 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 a, it's a wonderful kind of, obviously we were excited about it. It's, but it's Kathleen talking about the great work that Peace Sisters do. And, uh, but it's a really funny moment between them as well. It's, it's a great video. Way to go. So before I put you through a little challenge of my own, uh, let's talk about Beastie Revolution, the gala event. <laughs> you're, you're putting together a little Beastie Boys event over in England. Is that true, Jim? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't even remember what made me think of it, but I just had a just had a bit of a crazy idea at some point last year that it'd be really great if we got uh, fans together, set something up for fans in the UK. Maybe people will come from elsewhere as well, but, you know, um, we're in the UK. Um, so uh, it was just about bringing fans together. So an event set up by fans and for fans, really. But obviously, yeah, next year, uh, this year, <laughs> is the uh, 10th anniversary of Yelts passing and we wanted to have an opportunity to get together and kind of show our love and respect to Adam Yauk, but to get people together and celebrate our love of the band. So we're, we're kind of in the process of all great. It's going to be in Sheffield in the UK. Okay. Um, Do we have a date? Uh, I can't confirm the date yet. We're still kind of finalizing. Do we have things, a, a season? I thought it was July. Spring, well, what I can do, summer, yeah. we, do we have a month? We, we, can, we can say it's going to be in July. We're aiming for July this year. Okay. Um, we're, we're kind of finalizing a lot of the details about who's going to be involved. But one thing I can say that we've not kind of said before, uh, there's a, there's a UK-based Beastie Boy tribute band called the Beast Decoys. Okay. Um, and they're brilliant. And they, as soon as they saw our flyer, they said, hey, do you want us to play? And we said, yeah. Um, and they've been absolutely superb. Um, and they're, they're kind of helping us up, helping us out with setting it up. Um, so they're going to be the kind of headliner, as it were. We've got DJs involved. There's a bar in Sheffield that we're having it. The, the guy who runs the bar has been amazing. He's letting us have the venue for free. You know, and we're going to have things like artists and photographers are going to be there. You know, people who've kind of done Beastie Boys artwork, their own stuff. Um, so we might sell some exclusive prints. Um, hopefully get some photographers on board, people who've shot the Beastie Boys. I'm working on getting some exclusive photos for Jenna, hopefully, <laughs> through that process. Um, and, yeah, just getting to, just for a fun day out, dressing up. We're going to have a trivia quiz as well, good old British pub quiz. And there will be a charity be component too. Will there be a charity component? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. That's very important, Jenna. Thanks for the reminder. And, and, of course, we want it to be um, – we're going to do it for charity as well. So we're going to do it for the Peace Sisters and a local charity as well, a local cancer charity. It'll be for a good cause as well. Is Jenna going to be there? I don't think I am going to be, unfortunately. So. Now, Jenna, where do you live? I'm outside of Boston. Okay. So you will not be going to Beastie Revolution, the gala event? I don't think so. I think I have some other kind of travel commitments in July. On, so. If there's something in the States, will you come to that? Well, I don't know if anything's happening on May 4th, but Jim and I are planning to be in New York City then, just to be there. And Oh, so Jim, you're coming to the States? Yeah, so when, when, we talk, when I talked about earlier that one of the things I always wanted to do was see Beastie Boys in New York, that's probably not going to happen. Um, yeah, certainly not the Beastie Boys as we know them. But I've, I've, always, I've never been to New York, um, so I'm going to do my um, 
the Beastie Boys pilgrimage. Yeah, well, hit me, uh, hit me up. I'll, I'll take you through a, a Beastie Boys walking tour. Oh, I'd absolutely love that. that would be great. Yeah. yeah. And I've been to New York many times, but I've never done the Beastie Boys pilgrimage part. So. Yes, I'll I'll take you around. I'll say this is where they did David Letterman. This was um, John Barry's loft. This is where the oscilloscope laboratory... Well, I mean, there still is an oscilloscope laboratory. Office is in Brooklyn, but the studio used to be um, on Canal Street. Yeah. Yep, I've got the addresses all done. Right, yeah, if I'm, if I'm around, I'll take, you, I'll take you through a little beastie walking tour. That would be amazing. All right, so before you leave today, speaking of trivia... Uh, on the brouhaha, and oh, by the way, did you know that Adam Yauk used to listen to the brouhaha? And he told me, he told me he loves episodes like this. I had interviewed someone from Beastie Mania, which is one of the greatest websites in the history of the internet. And I also talked to sort of a periphery fan about what they thought uh, after seeing Fight for Your Right revisited the first time. And he's like, he's like, I love stuff like that, like hearing people's opinions like that. So he would love this episode. But we yeah. used to have a segment on the brouhaha called 20 Questions, where I would oh, ask I where I would ask a fan 20 questions. Like and if they could answer 20 questions. Now, what's that? Are you about to do a stealth 20 questions on us? I'm going to hit you with the 20 questions. But the catch is you can play together. Usually it was only oh, one I... person. You can play as a team. Because when I listened at I like home, it's always so much easier listening at home than being on the spot. So like before you leave, I'm going to put you on the hot seat. If you answer these 20 Beastie Boys Can questions correctly, <laughs> I will donate $100 to your favorite charity, which oh, sounds wow. like it could be Peace no. Sisters. It will be Peace Sisters, yeah. You get, oh, no three, you get three chances for multiple choice. So if you're stumped along the way, you can say, Jim, give me multiple choice. And after you use those three options, then you're on your own. Okay. No Googling, any, no cheating. Okay, I'll throw my related questions. Jenna, you're going to have to carry them. Let's just, we'll see, we'll see where you go, all right? It starts <laughs> off easy. It gets harder as we go up the ladder. All right, question number one. Who is the youngest member of the Beastie Boys who was sometimes referred to as the kid? That one's easy. Okay, Ad-Rock. Ad-Rock is correct. <laughs> she just, she answered that, Jim. And in all fairness to everyone listening, they did not know they would be competing in 20 questions. They didn't get to practice. They don't know who's going to answer what question, but let's just go on to question number two. Uh, what Beastie Boys studio album features their hit single, Sabotage? El Communication. Yeah, I, I kind of figured you'd get that one right. Uh, question number three. You're only 17 away from getting that $100 to the Peace Sisters. In the Beastie Boys music video for Triple Trouble, who kidnaps them? Sasquatch. Sasquatch is correct. Jenna, are you caught up on all the Beastie Boys music videos? Oh, of course. And I have those, like, Criterion. I watched all, all right, the alternate just, angles. Just, just, just making sure. Just making sure. <laughs> you know what? People may poo-poo on your Beastie knowledge just because you're so new to the Beastie Boys family. But the knowledge is so fresh in your head, Jenna. Exactly. You're going to... Okay. Yeah, you may be the perfect person to play 20 questions today. All right, question number four. Finish the Beastie lyric. I've got more spice than... 
Oh, it's um. I've got more oh, spice than. It's, the, it's food, isn't it? Uh, I've got more know. spice than. Do you want to use your Billa, multiple choice? Billa or something. Whoa, 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 what'd you say? What'd you say? Billagourmet. So that's not the right words, is it? Jenna, help. I know I'm blanking. I I think I'm gonna give it to you. Was I close? It's, okay, yeah, that the close. frugal, the frugal gourmet. The frugal gourmet, which was, was a cooking show. Yeah, that's definitely what I said. All right, here we go. Question number five: <laughs> On the album cover of the Beastie Boys' 1998 "Hello Nasty," which member of the group lies in the middle of the sardine Ooh, can? I'm pretty sure it's Adam. Yeah, because I've looked at that picture a lot. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the expert. I'm pretty sure it's MCA. MCA is correct. And that is also the logo of this podcast, the Brouhaha. All right, here we go. Question number six. What type of animal appears in the lyric section of the liner notes in Paul's Boutique? And I saw... I told you you'd have to help me with all the marks. No, I saw LL Cool J interview the Beastie Boys a couple of years ago. And the Beastie Boys also said this animal was the inspiration for Paul's Boutique. So there was a reason this animal appears within the liner notes. Oh. My, my, uh, we might have to take, what, do you have, a, I, I'm thinking fish. This is only number six or seven. This is six, no, this is six. But know. you haven't this used a multiple well. choice yet. I think we might have to. You want to use a multiple choice? I guess so. All right, we've got donkey fish or bird i think it's fish but i'm gonna absolutely hate myself if i'm wrong you want to say fish it would just be a random guess for me fish fish is correct yes thank you fish (laughs) fish is correct and you may remember in the hey ladies music video mike d is in bed with a big fish all right Question number seven. You're marching on. You've got two multiple choice left. In the span of five months, starting in 1998, the Beastie Boys graced the cover of what popular music magazine? Twice. Or twice. Would it be Rolling Stone? I'm thinking of Rolling Stone, but... You two two need to give more definitive answers. Rolling Stone (laughs) is correct! Have faith in yourself! All right, question number eight. I know it's harder when it's real. (laughs) (laughs) On the cover of the Beastie Boys' 1994 maxi single, Forget It Together, Mike D is wearing a sock cap from what NFL team? This is going to be tough for Jim. He may not be a fan of the NFL. Oh, yeah, I was going to say we're going to get screwed up on sports. Probably questions. more premiership. I think there's like, is is there like a G on the, is there a G on the cover of it? Is it, it yes. I think I've got wrong before. Yes, there is a G. Let's see, I'm not like a... Would that be Green Bay? The, you know Green, what? I know that's yes, a, you're correct. Okay. Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. <laughs> you got right, the G. So you got the Green Bay. You're in England. I'll give it to you. All right. Question number nine. True or false? In the Beastie Boys career, and I think you know the answer to this one, Jenna, because we freaking talked about it. You got lucky on this one. True or false? In the Beastie Boys career, they have never played Coachella. Oh, that's... Very false because they played it in 2003. False. My husband yes, no they played in 2003, and I, I believe the wind was blowing up on Nick Master Mike's turntables. Yep. All right, question number ten. We're almost halfway there. In 1998, 
When the Beastie Boys performed at the Tibetan Freedom Concert in Washington, D.C., what did they come out on stage wearing? I know what they were wearing, like assuming it's the same as what they were wearing throughout the whole concert. Yes. Because they're wearing these like blue lab coats. Blue lab coats is correct. Way to go, Jenna and Jenna. I mean, if the question were all, if the questions were all like, what were they wearing? I think they'd do hard. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these questions play to your strengths. I hope. <laughs> All right, question number 11. In the 2015 film Star Wars The Force Awakens, director J.J. Abrams created what character as a <clears throat> tribute to his Beastie Boys fandom? I know this one. Hello, Asti. Hello, Asti is correct. And some say. BB-8 is also a tribute to the Beastie Boys That's because the Beastie Boys put yeah. out eight studio albums. Never thought of that before. All right, question number 12. This is called, what song am I? My music video features action figures. I reference clams with no tartar sauce. And I also reference one of the greatest Beastie Boy songs of all time. What song am I? Don't play no game. Jenna? That's action figures. Like that's definitely action figures. Jim? Is it the rest of them? Uh. Yeah, it's Don't Play No Game. Don't Play No Game that I can't win. You are correct. We move on to question number 13. Here we go. This is going to be tough. Another another sports question. But you know, Jim, the Beastie Boys love their sports. I can't help it. I can't help they never shouted out anyone from the premiership. All right, here we go. When Nathaniel Hornblower stormed the stage at the 1994 MTV Video Music Awards, what professional hockey player was co-presenting the award for Best Director? There was a hockey player on stage when all of this happened. I can like picture what they look like, but I have like no idea. So you're going to probably need the multiple choice. Yeah, I even watched that video this week, but I have no clue who that person is. All right, Steve Eiserman, Mark Messier, or Wayne Gretzky? I'm like, I know Wayne Gretzky's a big hockey player. So a long time ago, a long time ago when we had 20 questions, I think it was Thad from Denver, and he was rolling on, and I asked him a spelling question, and he got mad, and he said, really? Like I'm going out on a spelling question? So... In the, the words of Thad, really? really? I'm going out I, on a I sports on a question? I, I knew that if I ever played 20 questions, I'd go out on a sports question. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you have multiple choice. Steve no, Eiserman, Mark Messier, or Wayne Gretzky? Jenna, I've not heard of any of them, so I'm going to have to go with your instinct. I can even... Uh, I, I watched that video this week. I, I and watched I it. think... Oscilloscope put out a Nathaniel Hornblower t-shirt a couple years back and I think this hockey player could be on the t-shirt like you might see him in the background yeah and that still doesn't help if you don't know your hockey players I know I know this is like and and keep in mind the the questions the questions get harder that's you have a one in three chance go on Jenna should we just say the first one but I don't want to like be blamed for picking up no no it's Equal equal responsibility. Okay, I'll just pick the first guy. I think I'm wrong. Steve Eiserman, is that your final answer? 
Maybe not. Should I just go with the one I've heard of? You two have been unsure of yourselves this entire game, <laughs> for better or for worse, but I do need an answer. Come on, let's be decisive. Go, go with the answer, Jenna. I, I, I have okay. none. I can't offer anything for this one, I'm afraid. Okay, I'll say Wayne Gretzky and I'll be wrong. Final? I guess so. So, at the 1994 MTV Video Music Awards, the presenters, Daisy Fuentes, who was a <laughs> personality for MTV, and she was joined by New York Ranger Mark Messier. Uh, oh, I guess New York would have. I just had no <laughs> And Mark Messier, you know, a hockey player is used to mixing it up. What if he went at Nathaniel Hornblower? What if he like yeah. pulled his shirt over his head hockey style? It could have <laughs> happened. It'd have been a very oh, different outcome. <laughs> Uh, so what, well, what at least my first choice was wrong, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you shouldn't feel bad. You shouldn't feel okay. bad. So oh, listen, well. thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on the brouhaha. Like I said, I, I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love Beastie Boys shots. And I am not on Facebook a bunch. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to get on Facebook and I'm going to join Short oh, Shot Beastie Boys Facebook does. group. Fantastic. Thank you. And I occasionally post some things there that I don't on Beastie Boy Shots. So there may be like an odd or Ooh, two photo exclusive. Like a fun little Easter egg. I'm going to ask something of you then, Jim, because what, what we what we really love on in Sure Shot is to kind of, we do this thing called Beastie Boy Stories where we just love to hear about people's uh, relationship with the band. The, you know, they may have worked with the band, they may have met the band, or they may you know, just a fan who've, you know, the first time, I'd love to love to do something Love to hear your Beastie Boy story. I have a million. I'm sure you have. <laughs> I so know. If you, wanna pin, if you want to pinpoint one, uh, like yeah. say, give me one from 92 when you were in high school, or give Definitely. me one in 2004, yeah. or give me one how Ad-Rock cheats in softball. I can give you one for that too. <laughs> that sounds like a good one. Because he screwed Definitely. us. He screwed us out of a game. The King Ad-Rock uh, and Glenny imagine. Friedman. They're a bunch of cheats. All right. Sorry. <laughs> But I love them. I love them both. All right. But you've gotten over it, right? I I don't know if I have. <laughs> if I'm still that upset over it. But years later, Glenn did invite me to play softball again last season. So I think it's all good now. All water under the bridge. That's good. All right. So thank you for joining me. And when you come to New York City, let me know. I will. Okay. Definitely. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. It's been an honor. All right, so for Jenna and Jim, respectively, from Beastie Boys Shots and Short Shot Beastie Boys, the Facebook group, my name is Jim Shear, and we will see Yins later. That's it, that's all, that's all there is. Come on. Yo, we gonna end it on a one, two, three note. Are you ready? One, two, one, two. Three! Ah! Get ready to bring the brew ha ha! Get the brew ha ha! Get the brew ha ha!